Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the idea that there are these other married people that are having spontaneous sex all over the house and um, at all these different times. And whenever the kids drop asleep for one second, they're, you know, off to the races. And we will talk about whether this is accurate or inaccurate. You may be able to tell from my tone that it is, in fact, the latter. Uh, before that, please do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was your wife may be a far more involved grandmother than you expect. So as you're hitting the 40s and 50s and you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel for the children leaving the house, you may think it's smooth sailing after that and very focused on the couple. It is, in fact, not for the majority of women, and um, I will discuss that in that post, uh, rather in that podcast. Okay, so are these other people having spontaneous sex? So frequently, um, guys, and and this is, you know, more often in, well, it's really not. I was going to say it's more often in people that haven't done these kinds of things that get upset about it. But there's two types of people. There's people who uh, remember a very spontaneous sex life at the beginning before children, etc., and they want to go back to that. And then there's people who never did it. And now they are understanding that their sex life has kind of been a disappointment. They're seeing that more more globally with the um, benefit of hindsight. And they want to change things, but they do have children now. And so their wife doesn't really want to change things up for various reasons, kids and hormones and age and so many things. So anyway... There's this idea that, like, if the kids are asleep upstairs, that maybe you could just, like, do it in the kitchen or something. Let me just tell you something. No woman is going to do that. No woman that's, like, a good mother is going to risk that for, like, I I mean, if if your kids sleep like the dead, I mean, I don't really know. But, I mean, most of the time there's a possibility that, like, a child could walk down. And even if that's, like, a 1% possibility, why would they have to see you have sex? Like, why does that have to be part of their, like, memory bank if you could just, like, go somewhere else to have sex, you know? Like, it just – the risk really does not seem to outweigh the reward in that that situation. I mean, if you have a baby in a crib that cannot get out, yeah, okay, maybe. But if – if you got a baby in a crib and your wife is like wanting to fuck in the kitchen, then I mean, you should really call Guinness because you need to be written up for a world record because that is usually not when women want to do their craziest sex is when they have a tiny baby. So, so yeah, so then there's the sex all over the house. You can do this when the kids are out of the house. But the reality is, as I discussed in my very first podcast episode, women generally, especially if they're highly sensitive, but in general, they don't like discomfort, you know, like in the honeymoon stage, you were riding on basically drugs. It was like you were a drug addict in the honeymoon stage and nothing bothered you because you were like, you had all this adrenaline and dopamine and oxytocin, you know, and you could barely feel it if somebody punched you in the face probably because you were so giddy with new love hormones, basically drunk on love. And so then, yeah, sure, have sex on the floor, have sex standing up, have sex in the shower, have sex every place. Why not? Because the sex drive is so much higher and like really the pain 
pain tolerance is a lot higher because when you have all of those happy, feel-good hormones racing around your brain, then it really increases your pain tolerance, which is also why she may have been into like more spanking and more rough stuff early on because her pain tolerance was literally higher because she was basically, again, drunk on new love and infatuation. So now it's like the kitchen floor is going to hurt and the shower is going to be awkward and standing up doesn't feel good and all of these different things. And women have to feel really relaxed in order to enjoy sex. You can't feel relaxed if you're like exposed and splayed out like a newly caught fish on the kitchen floor. Like most women aren't really going to be into that. You know, they may do it for the sake of the guy, especially if it's like an occasion or a vacation or something. They may have this kind of wild sex, but for the majority of women, it's going to be like a present for him. And it's not going to be the sex that they particularly really get off on. It may just be like a real quickie that is done for his sake. And that's fine. And you can do that kind of, you know, regularly, you know, semi-regularly is have sex that's just for one person. Cool. You know, that's called being a good partner. But the idea that the woman is going to, especially as she gets older, once you have children, etc., even when they're out of the house during the day, let's say, that she's going to want to do something that may be physically painful, that's like not a very good bet, you know, because why? Like we want her to associate sex with feeling good and feeling comfortable and feeling like relaxed and free and, and allowing her arousal to mount. Your, your arousal isn't, there's no real arc of arousal when it's just this quickie in the kitchen or, or whatever, you know, um, so there are not really these other married people with children at your same phase of life that are doing this stuff a lot. People in new relationships do it no matter their age. I mean, within reason, 80-year-olds probably not doing it. But, you know, like in, in a new relationship, again, you have new relationship energy and new relationship hormones and, and adrenaline. And so you, you will, of course, try to do new things. This is the time to do it. Now, although all these married people that are at your same stage with the three kids under three and whatever, they're not doing much, um, I'm not saying they're not having sex at all because many people with small children, many happy couples with small children are having sex. I mean, that, that should not be lost in the shuffle here, you know, like... Like somebody in my Facebook group asked something like, and you should join my Facebook group if you like talking about these things, but asked how long it is after kids, after having a baby, that sex life goes back to normal. And most people were saying, you know, like within the year or, you know, six months or maybe like for it to really, really kick back, um, you know, not like, like not like it's going to be in the honeymoon stage, but for it to get back to like multiple times a week, it would be like when the kids are, you know, off to preschool or, or whatever, definitely by elementary school, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, you should definitely not think of sexlessness as a necessary part of having kids because that's not accurate. That happens for some people, but that's not healthy and that's not normative and that's not what you should be aiming for. But um, in terms of like... All right, so so then you shouldn't be having no sex. So then when should you, though, be having the crazy sex that's everywhere, the kitchen table and everywhere else? Well, as I said already, the honeymoon stage. If you're not, if, if you want to be doing that then and you're not, then it's a red flag for the relationship later. So if you want to be having wild and spontaneous sex in various locations in the home or wherever, then you need to be sorting for that and selecting for that in terms of um, your future 
wife or or husband in the case may be because there's a lot of women who want to be more adventurous than their husbands are too so there's a lot of women that want to be let's say you know to do something where they could get caught like have sex outside and the guy won't do it and he's like no gross why would I do that don't marry that guy but similarly don't marry the woman that won't have sex in the kitchen I mean, during dating, you know, so dating is the time to figure out, like I said it in a video related to this, but assume that your sex life is going to decrease by 50%, right, after marriage and monogamy sets in and certainly children. So if you're having like an awesome sex life that's 100% of what you ever wanted, then maybe it'll go down to 50% of everything you ever hoped and wanted, which quite honestly, you got a lot of shit on your plate as a grown up. You got kids, you got this, you got that. So, you know, that could be okay, you know, but if it only was ever at 50% of what you wanted, it's going to go down to 25%. That's, that's not good. You know, that is what leads to people being super dissatisfied. So, yeah, so like people can go from having sex every day in the honeymoon stage to having sex like, you know, three, two, three times a week after that. All right. Most people are not going to say this is ruining my life. They're going to be like, all right, yeah, I get it. You know, like we we're married now. She's older. We got children. So we have sex, you know, a few times a week. That's great. Or that's good. You know, I mean wonderful well whatever I'm fine like that's what most people will say and they they are truly fine because it's the same as the guy was doing romantic things every day in the honeymoon stage and now he's doing romantic things once a week once every couple weeks and the woman's like okay I'm good brings home flowers every other week says something sweet to me every you know couple days all right all right I'm okay this is fine this is marriage that's good I'm in a happy marriage but if the woman was never doing anything wild and spontaneous and now she looks at you like you have five heads when you even talk about doing a doggy style, then we have a problem. Just the same as with romance when the guy was like barely ever doing anything romantic and now it's like basically like on your birthday he gets you a card. Well, that woman doesn't want to be in that relationship. She's very dissatisfied. The same as the man is who never ever gets anything he wants in bed because if it was a if like the woman didn't even understand during the courtship phase why you would want to have sex in, ex- in an exotic location or why you would want to try a different position or why you would want to tie her up or whatever the hell it is that you like, if she didn't even get it and instead you may do with having happy, you know, sex in, in a couple of positions a few times a week, that's going to go down very, very low. So if you're a high, like in marriage later on, if you're a very high libido person, you should be only considering being serious with people who are having sex with you every day in the honeymoon phase. I mean, that's like, that's who you want. That's who you are. So that's who you want. So if you're a woman that wants to be having sex every day in the honeymoon phase, but the guy you're dating is like, oh, no way, I can't do that. Where do you think that's going to go later on? I'll tell you where it's going to go. You're going to be in my office or the office of a colleague. um, And you're going to be saying, why doesn't he want me? All my friends have uh, husbands who are pursuing them. And why don't I ever get to experience that in my life? And if you're a man, you're going to be saying basically, why am I in this in this very constricted, constrained, sterile sort of relationship where we're only allowed to do a routinized version of one thing once a week max, and this is terrible. And as I'm going to talk about in my episode tomorrow, um, 
or in two days, however I schedule these things now. <laughs> I went to every two days because it was getting a lot, doing it every well, constantly so that it would come out every day. So now it's every other day. But um, anyway, so I'm going to talk about when people say like everything is good in our marriage except sex. That's like I've, I've never seen that to be true. Sex is always a microcosm for plenty of other issues. But people feel more comfortable saying that sex is the only issue because that doesn't that means that there's like just one thing. So they can compartmentalize it, but it's never accurate. Like it's literally like I have never seen that be accurate. Because how could it? Sex is such a defining part of our experience as human beings, you know. And your sexuality is so inextricably linked to every other aspect of your core and your sense of self and who you are in a relationship. There's just no situations where it's like, oh, yeah, we're like totally close and totally connected and very romantically in love and on the same page and attuned. And our sex life just sucks. You know, I mean, it's the weirdest thing. Like that is not reality, you know, so people are telling themselves a fairy story so that they can feel better about their relationship. But when there are sex problems such as misattunement, misalignment, and I'm talking like major, not like you have a woman who's down for everything, but like, you know, and this is like a normal sort of situation. She's down for everything, but anal sex really hurts. Yeah, okay. I get it, you know? So your your problem isn't with your sex life. Your problem is like there's one thing you want to do that she doesn't do. Or like, you know, it's the same as if like a woman says, my husband's very romantic, but the thing is, is that he's not very musical. So I want him, I want us to all have a special song and all these things, but he just, you know, he's not very musical. He doesn't really uh, know what a special song is or really care. So that woman thinks that's kind of like a little cute, endearing quirk. Oh, he's like, doesn't, not good at music, so we don't have a song. It's the strangest thing, but he loves me so much in all these other ways. So that's like, usually, if, if the man is mentally healthy, that's how he's going to view something like, the woman won't do this one thing in bed, literally this one thing. He'll be like, okay. You know, I guess, guess not, you know, guess she's the perfect woman except for anal sex. But that's not like saying everything is good except our entire sex life. <laughs> like, like it, it, things don't work like that, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about that more in the episode delineated in that because the entire sex life is like a core, that, that's like why you're together. You know, like you're you're together because of a romantic connection and sexuality and romance are close, closely linked, right? So so anyway, the the point back to this podcast episode here is if you think everybody else is like doing it on the kitchen table and you're not with married with small kids or married with any kids, then you're wrong and you should readjust your expectations accordingly. And it can be very helpful to understand that you have been maybe holding your relationship up to this standard that doesn't exist in the known world. However, if you never got that and you're single or you should be looking for that, and if you never got that and you're married, then it's probably representative. Your desire to do it on the kitchen table probably could be satisfied by literally like her looking at you in the eyes and initiating sex in the bedroom you know like it's probably representative of you just wanting a closer more free and open connection so you don't have to involve the possibility of your toddler walking in on you having sex you can in fact just try to work in therapy or otherwise on the idea of having a closer more connected fun playful experience because what's probably missing in your sex life is play 
the element of play is likely missing and instead it's become this routinized like real kind of boring straightforward same every time routine and you are missing that spontaneous play and that is why you're perseverating on this idea of sex on the kitchen table or whatever else all right hope this was useful and made you think which is always my goal please do subscribe please do if you ever need a therapist go to bestlifebehavioralhealth.com i also have lots of coaches including heather for intimacy and cat for relationships so you never have to worry if you can't work with me you can work with somebody that i picked and i'll talk to you all soon have a great day